you are now listening to a brand new episode of Starfleet Escape Podcast, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, also known as the Fun! Hey there, Eric here from Socially Awkward Studios, and this Four-Eyed Radio presentation is being proudly brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is supplemental episode, Where No Man Has Gone Before. It is being recorded on August 24th, 2014. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ashley. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Welcome everyone. As I said at the top of the show here, this is our supplemental episode. Uh, a supplemental episodes, for those of you who don't know, are our commentary tracks that are made to be played alongside an episode of Star Trek. In this case, we are going to be commenting on the original series episode, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Now, we are using the Netflix version of this episode. So, on the count of 1, 2, 3, go, if you're going to use Netflix, which we recommend... When we say one, two, three, go, you press play. Okay? So, why don't we go ahead and get started? Sounds good to me. Alright, so, one, two, three, go. So, this is the remastered version of the episode. Interesting. They have different uniforms. They do. So this is Ashley's first time watching this episode. This is the second pilot episode that they made. The... So the first time that we see Captain Kirk. But one of the fascinating things is this wasn't the first episode to be played on air. It was actually the third episode to be played. They felt that it wasn't good enough to be an introduction to the series to those people watching. Very nice. And Spock is the only character to make it from the original uh, pilot episode to... Uh, the regular series. Oh. From the, the cage, the original. Right. Right. And like you said, the uniforms are slightly different. Yes. Because Scotty here is in tan. Yeah, it's supposed to be the the gold color. Also, Spock is as well. Right. And you'll notice that his uniform, Spock's uniform, uh, is slightly different because it has a zipper along the side. Right, on the shoulder. In order to help him get in and out without messing up his ears and makeup. So I rather liked this episode. Uh, I thought it would have been a fine introduction to the series. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, because you have 
during the series run, this is the third episode to be played. So you have the regular cast and crew. Right. With their traditional uh, gold, red, and blue uniforms. Right. In the first two episodes. Then all of a sudden you have this episode, which have sets that are different, mm-hmm. uniforms that are different, right. and crew members that are different. So why is it that this one is played as the third? Well, like I said, they didn't think that it was good enough to be an introduction to the series. I see, I see. Mitchell's uniform actually has, it looks like, buttons all on the side. Right. All around the neck. I do see some of the blue uniforms. Are those ones the science? Yeah, they're still science. And I don't recall Spock having that... Uh, uh, headphone piece right. in the regular uh, run of the series. I do like this echo effect. As you do see some of these gooseneck uh, interface there that uh, Kirk has. Right. That's a holdover from the first pilot. Interesting. Sulu is wearing blue? Uh, Sulu's in a different department in this episode. Also, Dr. McCoy is not in this episode. Right. So who is this little... It looks like a little girl. <laughs> the one that's just standing there? Yes. I think she's a yeoman. Oh. Just like a... Kind of like a secretary. During the 60s, uh, ESP was a uh, a uh, legitimate science mm-hmm. that they were going into. Which would make sense back in the 60s why they would have included it. Right. Spock's eyebrows are pretty prominent in in this. Yes. I was just going to comment it. He looks more evil. (laughs) Yeah, people thought he looked demonic. I think that's why they... uh, Changed his eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah.
Now, Mr. Mitchell is quote unquote uh, Chekhov, correct? Um, well, playing his quote unquote role or whatever it is. Chekhov's a navigator? Mm hmm. I believe uh, Sulu would have been the helm officer. Oh, so, okay. The effect that we have here is better than the original series. It's kind right. of like a cloud, a purple cloud. Now, that guy that took, um, doc, uh, Mr. Mitchell took that girl's hand, mm -hmm. are they related? No. He's just trying to comfort her. Well, I'd never seen actual fire before. And you see uh, uh, Mitchell and right. the other crew member there. They were uh, struck by this um, light force. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, nice the effect. pink. Right coming out of the cloud pink nebula. Spock's very loud in this episode. Yes. And see his eyes. The there. eyes changed. So those were contacts with, uh, I believe, tinfoil. <laughs> Interesting. Wouldn't that hurt to put the contacts in? I think the tinfoil was in between, like two. It's interesting to see uh, what looks like scanned-in images of a printout. Mm -hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 
So now Mitchell is going through the data banks. Mm-hmm. Also, sick bay in this episode is green. Right. So, Deneb 4 was seen again in the next, well, spoken of again in the Next Generation episode, Encounter mm-hmm. at Farpoint, which takes oh. place on Deneb 4, I the see. home of the Bandai. Interesting. Which is probably a callback to this episode mm-hmm. that Gene Roddenberry intentionally put in. So, the movie uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, a lot of uh, theories were circulating of who the the uh, adversary in that uh, in that movie would have been, and Mitchell mm-hmm. was one of the people brought up as a potential uh, bad guy. Obviously, that didn't happen. Right. I hope we do see Mitchell in in uh, a future movie. Right. But it seems like McCoy in the new movie pretty much took on the role that Mitchell has here. Right. How did he get that echo effect? Because of the his that electricity that surrounded him, mm-hmm. his ESP rating uh, has been affected. So now he has powers. Kirk got to the bridge mighty fast. Right. That's creepy. <laughs> that he just looks right at the camera and smiles, basically. You would assume that being the ship's doctor. He would have examined him in the past. Right. This shouldn't be the first time he's been examined. See how he's tilting up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's because he can't see unless he tilts up. Right. <laughs> 
It looks like he's about to cry because of his eyes. What do you think about these uniforms? Um, they're interesting. I like them more than the regular series run uniforms. The rank insignias do improve in the regular run of the series, because as you notice, everyone just has uh, a solid gold... Right. Uh, all along their sleeves, except for the captain, who has two. I do like the the collars of the of this uniform more. They're interesting, especially on the women's uniforms. Eh. I like uh the regular uniforms like the the ones that the men wear. Right. The the kind of ribbed uh sweater kind of. Right.
monitor screen. <laughs> right. He's even talking weird. Well, he had to learn English. Mm -hmm. That's one of the uh, the reasons why he pronounces words the way he does. Mm -hmm. It's because Spock's an alien. Right. So uh, she obviously thinks this is the way human evolution is going to progress. Right. So I believe Sulu plays a physicist in, in this episode. Right. So Delta Vega is seen in Star Trek 2009, but it's in that Star Trek 2009, it's a planet uh, near Vulcan, right. actually very close to Vulcan. We would assume that uh, Delta Vega in these two instances are different planets. Right. So it looks like Captain Kirk is going to side with uh, Spock to leave him, leave Mitchell on Delta Vega. Only logical. Right. Light days away from there. Uh, they don't have warp drive. Mm -hmm. It would have taken them a mighty long time to get there. Right. Even at full impulse, which is about half the speed of light. As you can see, that's the United Earth symbol on that cup. Alright. Spock's uh, weapon is a holdover from the first pilot. Laser pistol. Mm -hmm.
So Gary also has the ability to right. shock people. You assume if if Gary could read thoughts, you would have seen that coming. Yeah, he'll just stand there. <laughs> I don't think he'd be able to stand there like that. Yeah, no, he would fall over. I like how he called themselves chickens. I believe uh, in to Star Trek 2009, McCoy takes the place of this doctor who's killed. They don't show him, but they say, oh, he's dead. And Spock says, well, you have inherited his responsibilities. Right. I think uh, Captain Kirk should have just um, killed him when he had the chance. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. It's easier said than done, especially if you've been your friend for years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. So this is the first and only time we see a phaser rifle in the original series. Right. But in the uh, production stills that they, like the publicity stills rather, they have the phaser rifle in almost all of them. Right. As you can see, uh, Mitchell's hair has been turning gray. Right. Oh, and now he's going to kill... The communicator that they use is uh, different than the series run as well. And now he's dead. And so now he will be able to get out. Apparently he's had the ability to turn off the force field. Right. And now he has the ability to transform her. Well, she was always affected. It just took longer for it to happen, or for the effects to show in her. But if you remember in the beginning scene, she also gets hit right. with electricity. But she doesn't pass out. Gary passes out. So maybe she was hit and it had uh, it wasn't as powerful when it hit her. Right.
His powers are similar to Q at this point. Right. Except he's still a physical being. I don't really know what Kirk thinks he can accomplish with a phaser. Right. It's interesting how he, how Captain Kirk is trying to talk to Elizabeth, trying to get some sense into her. I don't know why. What? <laughs> why did he have to roll out of the way like that? <laughs> and that basically just tickled him.
So right here we have a tombstone. Right. And it says James R. Kirk. Isn't it supposed to be James T. Kirk? Supposed to be. Uh, it's just one of those things that happen. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> you could say that Gary's still, still a man and can make mistakes. Right. Maybe he just forgot what his middle name was. <laughs> Then it seems that she realizes... That she has that kind of power, too. Well, she realizes that Gary is bad. Right. <laughs> Not necessarily that she has that power. She knew she has that power. And Mitchell's no longer gray. Right. After that. <laughs> now that he's more mortal. Cork, of course, Kirk's shirt gets torn. Yeah. I was just going to say. But I don't understand how it got torn when they just, like... Too late. And he has, like, right here again. Yep. perfect fit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he can still get out somehow because he is strong.
So this episode has the most deaths deaths of Enterprise crew members. Mm-hmm. There's about 12. So Mitchell, Denner, Kelso, and the nine that Spock say die when they cross the galactic barrier. Mm-hmm. James Goldstone. Yep, so that was the pilot second pilot mm-hmm. third episode. Right. <laughs> but I feel like that was a decent episode to premiere as a prime primary. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, I also want to say, uh, give a shout out to Star Trek Axanar. They really destroyed it with their Kickstarter. Uh, right. So congratulations to you guys. And until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, thank you. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on facebook.com slash sfescapepod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com. This has been another great presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com.